Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning, everybody. I am excited for today's show. I'm so glad you could be joining us here at Spotlight. Today's show is all about connection during COVID. And specifically, we're going to be talking about those connections that matter most to you, uh, family connections, uh, connections with significant other or really good friends and how to make the most of it uh, during this crazy time of COVID. So if you're you're listening to a replay of the show, uh, recall back to when everything was uh, right in the thick of things. We've got social isolation going on. Uh, We've got uh, people that are stuck in the house together uh, for long periods of time. And I know I've heard a lot of people that uh, just, I I hear, I hear both ends of the spectrum. I hear some people saying this is a really hard time that they feel like they are uh, really struggling with their connections because they're spending more time than ever with everybody. I hear people that are struggling with connections because they can't reach out to and visit and see people in person. I hear of uh, people that are, are just feeling lonely, people that are feeling crowded. So I think there's just a lot of challenges going on. And I think um, one of the gifts in this whole COVID experience is that it really has made me think of what's truly important in my life. And I think uh, pretty much everybody you talk to would agree that connections and relationships are pretty high up on their list of things that are important in their life, especially at this time. So I have two very special guests joining me today. I have Lori Richens. Lori Richens is a family first advocate. She is the mother of seven children. She lives in Idaho. Her children are older like mine. Uh, teenagers and and some grown children. And then we have Isabel Donadio joining us. And Isabel's got a house full of little kids and, <laughs> and some, some older <laughs> ones as well. Uh, she is, an, both are entrepreneurs. Um, both are just beautiful uh, individuals and souls that are uh, here to join uh, today for the radio show to talk about um, what's really important to them when it comes to connections. So I want to dive right into this. And um, I want to start by asking, first of all, about some of the challenges uh, that you have been experiencing during COVID. And I'll share one of the, the challenges for me um, during this whole COVID experience is my children are actually the ones that uh, I, I'm not as concerned as they are, but they're kind of freaking out and saying, mom, we, you know, we need to practice this social isolation. Um, They are actually down in Arizona right now. I'm driving down there to see them next week. And they're freaking out saying, we don't know if it's safe. And and I'm, of course, saying, hey, of course, it's safe. I'm your mom. I'm going to come see you. So um, that's one of the challenges that I'm facing. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But Lori, um, what are some of the challenges that you're facing as far as family and connection during this uh, COVID time? Actually, we're faring pretty well during this whole experience, except that our daughter, who's a senior this year, is experiencing what so many other seniors are experiencing across the nation, where of course they're, you know, they're having to do their education online, but now it's been extended to the point where they will not be having a formal graduation like we had been at least hoping that we could get to that place. And, you know, her sports and other things have been um, altered. And she recently had some communion yesterday with uh, some other friends from school. They kept at a social distance and parked their cars kind of at an angle so they could visit. 
And there was a lot of emotion that, uh, you know, these young ladies felt just so happy to see each other and be in physical um, proximity to one another. And so um, I think that's one of the most important things that we're having to address. Just make sure that she's okay with the loss that she's been experiencing. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. I remember, of course, it was, you know, 20 some years ago, but I remember how excited I was to graduate class of 1997 and all the activities we did, um, getting together and the prom and, um, you know, having these end of the year celebrations and get togethers and of course, graduation and graduation parties. So um, that's got to be really, um, that's got to be really hard and sad for those seniors. I do have a couple of kids in high school. They're they actually don't mind. They aren't seniors this year and they're doing online classes. And um, so far, they're actually kind of liking it. But um, that is that is hard. So what are you doing as as a mother to help her in this time, her senior year where she's not being able to uh, graduate or be with other people? So one of the things that we love to do is we love to dance and we love to be physical that way and and just enjoy each other and laugh. But we've been trying to find some things where we can kind of bridge that generation gap. So I introduced her to um, Somewhere in Time. Do you know that old oh, yeah. <laughs> love story? Right. Well, I actually delivered um, her when I was in the delivery room to the music of that um, that movie. And I've been introducing her to The Hiding Place. We saw that on um, YouTube, which is a powerful movie to watch. And we learned about how you cope with isolation and what they did in order to manage the difficulty um, of what was happening during um, the, the, the imprisonment camps during World War II. So I've just been trying to keep her mind educated and um, being having her be exposed to things that enhance her understanding, but also are very sweet and warm and, and enjoyable. So um, that's been helping a lot. Yeah, that's a great idea, Lori. And um, it, you bring up an interesting point. And I think this is something that's actually was interesting for my kids as well. Um, we are not the only ones that have experienced social isolation throughout history. And my dad actually made a video. He had some old audio recordings of his dad and also his grandma. So my grandpa and my great grandma, um, my grandpa actually had, um, oh, what was it? Oh, scarlet fever. No. Yes. Scarlet fever. Yes, it was scarlet fever. Scarlet fever. Yeah. You saw that video. Scarlet mm-hmm. fever. I was got confused between scarlet fever and smallpox, but he actually had scarlet fever when he was five years old and they had to quarantine him and his dad had to leave the house because his dad needed to work and he didn't want to spread this disease. And, and my dad put together a, a really cool, like four minute video with the audio recordings for my grandpa, my my great grandma talking about this time, my uh, grandpa almost lost his life. And it was a miracle. My great grandma knelt down one day after the doctor came and said, there's no hope and just really poured her heart out to God. And, and uh, due to a miracle, my, my grandpa was able to survive, but there were these feelings at that time of social isolation of people dealing with this horrible disease that they didn't know if they were going to survive from or not. And it really made me feel like, um, we aren't alone in this generation. There have been past generations that have dealt with this and it's really neat to go back and hear some of the thoughts and wisdoms and feelings that were shared back then. So I love what you're doing, Lori, um, also in those books and those movies and, and connecting the emotions as well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Isabel, what have been some of your biggest challenges during this uh, time of 
social isolation with your family? Um, I definitely think that some of the challenges we've been having have been, uh, you know, staying well stocked. So I'd have to go out every now and then to the grocery stores. So I try to keep uh, exposure uh, down to a minimum as possible. Um, but other challenges as well as with the kids is they found out that some of the, the schoolwork that they've been assigned doesn't get graded. So they feel like they don't have to do any schoolwork at all. They have to continue their education. So we have to kind of bribe them and challenge them. And, and that's actually been kind of fun. Um, one of their big motivators for the old kids um, has been video games. So they have to do their work before they, everyone has to finish their work before anyone can play any video game of any kind. So that's definitely a motivator right there. Um, and something that's actually been pretty interesting too is um, uh, my youngest, she's eight years old and she's in the first grade, I believe. And we're giving her third grade work and she's just taken to it like water. It's absolutely amazing just seeing her motivated to, to do some things like that. But a few things too that we're doing when it's not involving video games or homework is that we do things together as a family. So we'll go on family runs something that was really cool that I never got to do growing up just because I grew up in a small family is that on Saturday, the Saturday before Easter, uh, we had a family Olympics. I saw and that. that was a lot of fun. Part. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did scavenger hunts. We did family trivia. Um, we did limbo. We did, you know, who's the most flexible, who can do the most pull-ups, who can do the most push-ups. Uh, I definitely couldn't do the most pull-ups. I, I, I will humble myself enough to admit that I could barely do one and a half. <laughs> um, but when we're, we're all doing things together, we can definitely make it. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beautiful. And I'm hoping with everybody that's joining us listening right now, uh, my hope for this show and in sharing some of these things is number one, just to help you feel like you're not alone. Um, and then number mm -hmm. two, also to maybe you'll get some good ideas. And of course, we've been talking so far about children and families, and we're going to address also all aspects of, of social isolation for people that have families, people whose families are far away, um, people who maybe are, are just there with one or two other people in their family or whether they be friends. So mm -hmm. I would love if you have any uh, questions or comments, um, you know, just go ahead and, and you can actually just text me at 208-283-6460. I'll say that one more time. If you have any questions, live questions for the show, you can go ahead and just text me at 208-283-6460. So if you have any questions for any of our guests, um, we would love to answer those questions. One question that I have for you, Isabel, is I know that you're an entrepreneur, as am I, and mm -hmm. um, you're all, you will also have a family. Have you found a struggle between the balance of having the kids at home all the time and working? Um, how's that been going for you? Um, it was a little bit of a struggle at first, just because uh, during this time, they would be back in school. So I would have a majority of the time during the day. Uh, to work on emails, have phone calls, uh, promote the, the next upcoming events or figure out um, something else I can offer my clients. Um, but something I kind of found uh, in, in a rhythm of is that when the kids are doing work, I'm doing work. When mm. the kids are out and about and they're riding bikes together, I use that time to make phone calls, to have video conversations with people. So I kind of schedule my day um, around time to also have uh, time to be able to spend with the kids. Um, and something else I, I kind of found that was important too, is that when I'm not working and when I'm not watching TV and I'm not on my phone, looking at social media and seeing how other people are, are doing as well, I'm, I'm actually reading entrepreneurial books. I, I've actually started reading a lot more of those. 
Um, I just finished one this morning and I started reading the 10x rule. Um, but, but the kind of my reason for reading in front of the kids so that they can see that education is still important to me. So it should still be important to them when I have time to, um, when I have time to myself, I'm using that to better myself so they can kind of see, um, other options besides just playing video games or, or, um, trying to find different ways to entertain themselves on their phone. Um, so, so that's been, so that's been really interesting and, and a growing experience in itself, but, but I have been able to find that time because I had to make that time. Um, so that's been, that's, so that's been a wonderful experience. That's beautiful. Okay. So I have to ask you, what's been your favorite book that you've read so far during this time of social isolation? My favorite book that I've read so far. Um, one of them I read before at the beginning of it was emotional intelligence 2.0. Mm. Um, and then the next one that, that I thought was also really good that I read was the millionaire next door by Thomas Stanley and William uh, Danco. Oh, um, yeah. so I thought that was really interesting. Although I wish I read that book. So, uh, even if I read it a year ago, preferably five years ago, I read that book, but I'm, I'm happy to have been able to take the time to finish that now. Oh, that's beautiful. I have heard a lot about the book, but haven't read it yet. Um, the book that I'm reading right now, just to share with you guys that I love is called living Tao. It's by Ilchi Lee. And it, it talks about uh, Taoist principles and ways of living. And I love it because it brings me back to this alignment and the centeredness, especially in this time of chaos. So uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Isabel, Lori, I have the same question for you. You're an entrepreneur, you're a mother, um, you have this time of social isolation. I know for me, when uh, I am with my kids and I'm doing work, it's usually the time that they're at school. And of course, then I don't have this guilt of taking time away from them. I know that your your children are mostly grown, but how are you balancing being an entrepreneur and a mother and a wife, a partner during this uh, time of social isolation? Well, first of all, um, I want to uh, answer that in some ways by referring to a book that I'm reading right now. I can work with my clients because I'm a, a life coach and I can work with my clients easily through a, a Zoom or through a, a FaceTime. And um, interestingly, I had a client recently text me and she said, do you have a book that you recommend that helps with fault finding? And uh, immediately I had to respond to her and I sent her an article that I thought would be helpful for her. But one thing that I pointed out to her is that when you spend more time with your family members in close proximity, you tend to become more aware of their faults and you become less tolerant of them because you don't have the normal breaking capacity, kind of walking away from that or spending time shopping or doing something that you would normally do at your work or um, the circumstances have shifted to where it's just a lot more prevalent in your mind and thus you become more irritable, you become uh, maybe a bit more anxious about it, uh, less forgiving. And so we talked about the natural tendency that you would have to maybe not be your normal gracious self and uh, the importance of doing things that can distract you from being so critical of others. And one of the ways that I do that is um, by reading books that I can then assimilate myself and then teach my children the principles that I'm learning. And the book I'm reading right now is, is called The Survivor's Club by Ben Sherwood. And I have my son who's 20. He's going to be 20 in a couple of weeks. And uh, he's home from college as well. And interestingly enough, in this book, um, it talked about 
the the personality and the physique of somebody um, that would be more apt to survive a plane crash. Like it it just gives you all kinds of scenarios and um, what people can do to survive really challenging situations. And we found out that the singular of all the data com- compiled of people who survive plane crashes, they are usually young men who are tall, thin, and strong. And they defined it because they need to be able to jump through the seats and they need to go through narrow passages, passageways if necessary. And they also tend to be more courageous. So I said to Jacob, I said, do you realize that you fit the absolute mold of somebody who would survive a plane crash um, if something like that were to occur? Now, um, do you think like think in advance already if something like that was to happen, what would you do and how would you use the gifts of your body shape and your mind to help other people? So we've been kind of trying to be very analytical through this experience and to well, help them to that. see that in time of need. Yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah, what, just one in thing time that of I... need. What... Go ahead, Laurie. Sorry. No. And so I think it's really important that in this book, it breaks down the different personalities, the different psychological tendencies people have. And so I've been asking the children, what gifts do you have and how would they be applicable in certain scenarios so that you can be a leader instead of, you know, somebody who becomes paralyzed or or falters in those circumstances. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's amazing. I was just going to say for all of you listening, uh, you have two wise women on here that are powerful mothers and entrepreneurs um, who, and, and I will include myself in this, uh, three powerful women who uh, are all saying, hey, read some books during this time. If you have young young kids, let your kids see you reading the books. If you've got older children, pass along the wisdom. If you have no children, then read those books to help fill your bucket during this time. And so I love, I love that. And Lori, I do think that that's probably one of my biggest challenges is, is being around somebody all the time. You mentioned this at the beginning, you start to see everything about them. And some of it's not always, uh, you know, the, the beautiful, powerful, nice things. And it's when you don't have that break to kind of decompress and, and put things into perspective, it can be hard. One of the things that I'm using to overcome that challenge is the power of questioning. And I find myself asking these questions like, oh, why does he keep doing that? Or, you know, why, why does she, why is she asking me that over and over again? And if you ask these negative questions then your brain starts looking for negative responses. So every time I find myself asking a negative question, I just shift it into a positive question. Why is he so amazing? Why does he love me so much? Why is she so brilliant? You know, about the people that I'm, I'm around all the time, which right now for most of us is our family. Uh, it's time for break now, but when we come back, uh, we're going to hear more from Lori Richens and Isabel Donadio. My question when we come back is, what is the greatest gift that you found in connecting with your family during this time? I've got a a gift I want to share. So don't go anywhere. Uh, This is Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson, and we'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I am, of course, Allison H. Larson, and I am so excited today to be talking about connection during COVID. <laughs> we really make the best connections and uh, keep and strengthen, especially our family connections and the connections with the people that we love the most. So I'm um, really excited to have our today's guest, Lori Richens, joining us from Fruitland, Idaho. Lori is the mother of seven children. She's a speaker. She's a healer. She's uh, writing a book. She ran for public office a while ago. And then Isabel Donadio is joining us all the way from down in sunny Arizona. I just moved up there from Arizona and it's about 30 something degrees here. I kind of wish I was back down there. So uh, I'm sure it's nicer weather down there, but Isabel uh, has uh, several children, uh, ranges from eight all the way clear up to grown and married. And um, she and Lori are sharing with us some of their challenges and also triumphs, some of the greatest things and gifts during this time of social isolation and how they're connecting with their families and the ones they love the most. And my question right now is, um, what is your greatest gift in this time of social isolation? I wanted to, to share a couple of gifts that I found first, and then I'm going to open it up to Isabel and Lori to share some of their ideas. But one of the greatest gifts that I found is the gift of connecting with my extended family. And uh, Gerald, who, of course, is my wonderful life partner, he actually had a great idea. A few weeks ago, he did church with his family on Zoom. And it was so cool because he's got, um, there's eight siblings in his family. So he has other siblings joining him from all around the country. His mom was on, they had all their kids. It was so cute. And we did like a, a church song. We did a prayer. We did some thoughts and, um, everybody just shared in and it, we just all felt like we were right there together. And it was really cool because we could all see each other's faces. So after that, Gerald said, well, why don't you do a family night with your family and the next night and have your dad be in charge of it. And I'm the oldest of five siblings. And I asked my dad and he just lit right up and said, yes. And my parents are retired and they've been, been so sad because they just retired and they've been wanting to travel and go see all their kids. And now they have to stay home. 
So we hopped on and did a family night and connected with each other. And then we did uh, something uh, Sunday night for Easter the other night again. And Gerald's family did something. And when I was on with my family at Easter, my brother's wife said to me, she said, you know, I am not minding the social isolation at all. She said, in fact, this is the most I've ever connected with uh, Kent, my brother, Kent's side of the family. And I'm just loving it. And so I love that because I would maybe connect with my brothers and sisters, maybe quarterly. Um, I would see them occasionally. But um, ever since the social isolation, I've been connecting with them weekly via Zoom for church or family night. And um, and then another thing that we've been using, which is really cool, is the Marco Polo app. So if you don't know what Marco Polo is, it's just you take a quick video and you're on like this group chat and it shows a video of you talking and then shows everybody the video. So we've been doing these videos back and forth on Marco Polo. And I feel closer to my extended family than ever. So I'm really grateful for that gift in this time of social isolation. So um, Isabel, what's been a, uh, the biggest gift for you in this time of COVID and social isolation? What's been the biggest gift in connection with your family? Um, I'm going to have to actually um, kind of bandwagon on, on what you were talking about and, um, you know, reconnecting and spending time with, uh, with family. Um, for, for those of you who don't know my backstory, I hadn't spoken to my father, my biological father, in, in you know, over 10 years before I had gotten married. We hadn't spoken, hadn't written a letter, nothing. Um, and during this time, I'm actually having almost hour-long conversations with him um, on a regular basis, just talking about our lives, talking, talking about how he's doing, um, how uh, his family out, out in New York are doing. They're, um, he's in Painted Post. He's about four hours away from the heart of New York. so. I am, I am always keeping him on the forefront of my mind and how he's doing, but also uh, spending quality time with the kids. Um, you know, as I was mentioning about before, they're playing video games or doing homework, but when they're not doing those things, not spending time together, um, I try to do projects with them, uh, house projects, watching thought-provoking movies together, um, and, and just keeping kind of that that family-bound spirit in the in the house when when we are together. So we're not all just on our devices in the same room because that still feels like we're we're separated. So we put the phones away. We, we, you know, talk to each other, we do things together and, and we, we really make the most of the time that we have instead of just, you know, watching paint dry, watching the grass grow. Mm, I love that so much. And Lori, I would love to hear your ideas as well. And then we have, um, we have a, a question and some comments here, actually voice America. Could, could you just maybe uh, type down in the comment box, if it's okay, if we actually bring her on live to ask her questions after Lori goes, if not, I'll just read those comments and questions. Um, but we actually have someone joining us who has a couple questions. So I'll, I'll wait to look for those comments to see if we can bring her on live or if I just um, need to read those, but Lori, what are your, uh, what are the greatest gifts that you found in um, this uh, social isolation time? So I'm actually going to teach a principle from this book that I've already referred to, the, the Survivors Club. And it's interesting how the author of this book actually went through like a naval um, uh, uh, experience where imagine a, a, a plane is being crashed into the water and there's this significant jarring and you have to get out of your um, strap within the plane. You have to um, calculate what you do next in order to get to the surface of the water. Well, he ended up going through this um, simulated uh, experience. And one of the things that they taught him is that it is very, very important when you're in a state of panic and when you're in chaos 
you need to let the chaos and the the shifting settle before you act. He said in in moving forward and in progressing in life, you have to know when to be still and when to act. And he passed this test in a, in a really incredible way, even though he had never had any experience doing so, because he had been mentored so well through the, the process beforehand. And so we have an opportunity to spend two things in our lives, money and time. And as a mother, the gift that I have found is that things have stilled. The chaos has stopped long enough for me to be very calculated about how I'm mentoring and teaching my children so that when they have to deal with the challenges in their life, they have the knowledge that's needed for them to know what to do, to feel empowered in that situation, and for them to get the little details so that instead of panicking and becoming paralyzed, they're going to be very composed and move forward in life with grace. So a lot of this stillness has caused more clarity and more conversation. And even in Venice, um, you know, I saw a picture recently of the waterways in Venice. The water in a, in a very, very long time has not been this clear. And you can actually look down through the water and you can see the bottom you know, portion of these canals. And so it's the stillness that's causing clarity. And we're experiencing a lot of that in our home. And I've been very, very grateful for that. Yeah. And I, um, I agree with that. And I've seen some pictures recently also of uh, LA and the pollution's almost all the way gone. <laughs> it's that, yeah. it's that same clearness and stillness. And, uh, I, I agree with that. There's this, uh, scripture passage, uh, in Christian scripture that says, be still and know that I'm God. And I've always thought of that as like God saying, Hey, you be still and know that I'm God. Like, you know, like this, um, powerful person saying, Hey, I'm powerful. You should be still and know this. But what I've realized lately is it's actually a promise. Um, be mm -hmm. still and mm -hmm. I promise you, you'll know that I'm God. And it's interesting because I've too found in this time of stillness, I've come to a great, have a greater connection um, with not only my, my, the people around me as I've implemented certain tools and structures and not allowed myself to fall into to negativity. I've also had a greater connection with my, with my God as well. So, um, we, I would like to have Julia take herself off of mute for just a minute. Julia is joining us. She's got a couple of uh, questions or a question and she's been uh, making some beautiful comments here in the chat box as well. But Julia, um, what, what is your uh, specific comment and then question for our guests today? Okay. So, um, I was sharing in the chat box just a little bit uh, what some of the gifts are that I have have recognized as part of this challenge, and you know, this just this time to pause and reflect on what is my purpose, what am I clear on, what am I unclear on, and to to pause and, and just think of gratitudes, what I'm grateful for, and really connect with God in a, in a more, uh, spiritual kind of, um, peaceful way and just be grateful for all that I have as well as say, what can I do? What can I do to serve in this time of need? And what can I do to, you know, to love myself first off to, yeah, to brag on myself, to love myself and, um, and also to serve and to give to others. So what came into my life was, 
um, you know, as, as many others, as Allison has said, is just this opportunity to connect through social media. So I haven't felt that socially isolated because I stepped up and connected through um, uh, this, a tribe, connected through the legendary tribe and, and got involved with the challenge where every day we're connecting online through Zoom. So we're seeing each other, we're chatting with each other, we're having connection, we're having spiritual experiences and, and heartfelt soul connection. And, and so that, that causes, you know, that feeling of euphoria, those endorphins that you get from an oxytocin from connecting with other human beings. And, you know, along the way, not just to receive, but to give. And so I stepped up and decided to be a leader and contribute. what can I contribute? What can I give? And I have many skills that I've, and, and tools that I've collected in my toolbox for for survival and thriving to, to create a vibrant life and have a life full of, um, you know, opportunities to step into power, to get out of victimhood and to go from lower vibrations of energy, stepping up into soul purpose and living at a higher vibration. And that's been so, so important that every day I know what to do when I get up in the morning to shift and to, to empower myself, to, to connect to source, to ground to the earth, to be connected within myself. And, you know, part of that connection is self-love and just doing simple things to, um, to show self-love and to love my partner, my husband, who I am with all the time. And so, you know, sharing those tools and gifts with others through the tribes, and now I'm on another tribe group that just started yesterday for another 28 days. And so now I have the opportunity to do presentations and, and to just pay it forward, say, how can we connect with people in a way that we can serve them? And in serving them, we receive so much back ourselves. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Julia. And um, I want to bring up a couple of points. Julia Graydon's an important uh, part of our tribe. For those of you who are listening to the radio show who haven't heard me talk about it or haven't heard anything about this, uh, about uh, 22 days ago, Gerald Rogers and I decided to start a 21-day challenge uh, with a tribe we call our Legendary Tribe. And uh, the purpose was to help people connect, and uh, it grew much larger than we ever thought. And we ended up having people from all over the world join. And it was really cool because we did create this uh, great connection with what we call a soul family. So even though they weren't our actual blood family, uh, there were people joining from all over the world, serving and giving and sharing. And Julia really stepped up as a leader. And I agree with you at this time, you know, looking for ways to serve. I want to point out a couple of things. And I want to hear Lori and Isabel's thoughts on this as too, but I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, Serving is so important, whether it be through our family, um, our blood family, whether it be friends, whether it be just people we don't know or have seen on Facebook. And some of my favorite ways of connecting through the social isolation, I'll just uh, share a few of them with you. One was there was a, a lady who I'm friends with on Facebook who posted one day and said she she's, uh, lives all alone. She's, she's not married, has no children. And she posted one day and said, I'm feeling really sad and lonely right now. Could, could you please post, could people please post Disney pictures in my feed? And um, so I, I thought about that and I thought, well, I could post a Disney picture, but I thought I want to do something even better. So I, I proposed that we hop on the phone the next morning and sing Disney songs together. Neither of us were very good singers, but we hopped on them for 15 minutes. <laughs> we sang Disney songs and it was so fun. And we both, you know, felt so happy afterwards. And it was just this way of connecting 
um, to one another. Uh, of course, the legendary tribe has been an amazing way that I felt like um, I've been connecting with people over the world. Another thing that I've been doing that's been so fun with my kids as I think I mentioned, I, I, my kids are older and um, I have them part-time and part-time they aren't with me. And the times that they aren't with me, I actually have set up. So I do a, a virtual lunch with them once a week. So I ask them what they want. I door dash it to their house. And then we hop on zoom together. Um, except for my son just broke his camera. So we just hopped on the regular phone call and played some uh, uh, game pigeon pool <laughs> while we ate lunch together. But, and I just <laughs> talked with my kids and ate lunch with them, even though I wasn't right there with them, was able to do that virtually, um, you know, in this time of social isolation. So those have been some of my my favorite things. Um, Lori and Isabel, we've got about three minutes till break, but I'd love for you to just briefly describe one way that you've been able to either serve your uh, blood family or your family community um, your soul family uh, during this time of social isolation, Lori? Yeah, one of the um, games that I used to play when I was younger was Boggle. Have you ever um, played yes. that game before? I used to play exactly. that with my parents all the time <laughs> when I was little. Exactly, exactly. And so it was interesting. Uh, my daughter, Lily, and I hadn't played that in a long while. And as we sat at the table, um, I said, okay, we can stop when you beat me. And I, you know, I've got a pretty good handle on, on language and I love things like that. And so over and over and over again, we played game after game after game until um, she finally beat me at a round. And it, it felt really awesome to be able to um, just give, uh, have her participate in something that I personally enjoyed and was good at and to motivate her to, to get to that place where I could celebrate her success. And that might sound like a simple thing. But it's really important that we um, give our children opportunities as they engage with us to, um, to recognize maybe where they need to work on certain things and do it in a fun way to where they can, um, you know, become better at it and yeah. uh, prove to be just a really great memory. And, and I keep the, the boggle uh, game on the table so we can get to it often. That's beautiful. And Isabel, what about you? Uh, well, we play a lot of uh, strategy games. The, the number one favorite in this household is Settlers of Catan. Uh, and and we, we played so much of it. And David has played so much of it on, on his app that he's, he's found a lot of strategies. So he, the last couple of times that we've played, um, there's been like mystery pieces, pieces that have flipped over. Um, in one game, it took me 15 ships to, uh, to, to find land and island in the middle of the ocean. Uh, if, if any of our, lis uh, if any of your listeners have played Settlers of Catan, they'll know what I'm talking about. No, I never um, have. But I'm just kidding. I'm a huge uh, Settlers of Catan fan. <laughs> I was about to say, um, we've played a couple <laughs> games. <laughs> um, but, but it's also interesting too, because it's also showing the kids just like what kind of strategy that they'll need to do to, mm -hmm. to get the most points to win the game. And when they have questions or if they want to team up with someone strategically for a round in, in order to benefit both of them in order for them to win, uh, it, it's definitely very interesting and shows them that there's more than one way to win a game. There's, so mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of will do like a little, a little talk with them as, as like, okay, so if you're going to find a strategy in this, what else do you, in your life do you see that you can apply more strategy to the, to allow you to, um, to, to give you a better chance to win. And so I kind of see like, uh, like a light bulb, like kind of flash behind their eyes and then immediately go back to the game. It's like, okay, Isabel, thanks. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're finding yeah. ways to teach your kids. Uh, we need to go to commercial break now, but I have got a really good question that I'm going to um, have you you answer when I get back. And, and this question I got via text, it says, 
the thing that I'm struggling with is filling my own bucket so that I can really show up and uh, serve my family and the people in my social um, online community right now. How do you fill your own bucket and connect with yourself so you can connect with others? So we'll go ahead and have you answer the, that question when we return. Uh, you've been listening to Spotlight with the beautiful Lori Richens, Isabel Donadio, and special surprise guest, Julia Graydon. Uh, we'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today's show is all about connection during COVID. If you're just joining us, we've got some special experts on today. people who are mothers, entrepreneurs, who have uh, lives, who are in, in relationships with partners, who are uh, working to stay connected uh, during this time of social isolation. And, um, you know, there was a really good question that came in before break, and it had to do with how do you fill your own bucket um, as entrepreneurs, as people who are showing up as leaders right now, as mothers, as partners, as people, you know, who have all these responsibilities in the world and all these things that we feel like we're shouldering, how do we show up? up. And uh, Julia was talking over a break and brought up uh, some good points. And one of those points is something that I do um, that I really like. And when I remember to do it, it's really effective (laughs) when I remember. And that is just um, once a day checking in with myself. And usually I do this during the afternoon. What do I need? And it was really interesting because yesterday I was here at the office. It was the afternoon. There were lots of things I could have done. I ate lunch and then I just checked in with myself. What do I really need at this point so that I can show up 
in the best way for the people around me. And the thought that I got was go home, take a nap and take a walk. And so I did, I paused my day. I went home, I laid down for 20 minutes. I took a 20 minute walk and it made all the difference. I went from feeling drained and, um, to feeling uh, awakened. And especially for those, I want to mention this one other component too, because I think a lot of us that are listening are also empaths. I think a lot of us are empaths and right now where the world is in chaos, whether we are directly, um, out there experiencing things or whether it's just through the news or whatever, we're feeling it. So I would love to hear, and, um, and, uh, maybe we could even have Julia chime in too. So, um, Julia is, is our guest that, um, chimed in at last episode, but, um, Lori, I'd love to start with you. What do you do to fill your bucket so you can stay connected to yourself and so that you can show up in the world as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, what do you do to fill your bucket? So one of the things that's really important for me is, is true, deep, meaningful conversation. And um, yes, there are lots of other things that can be helpful as well. But I noticed during times like this, especially with my husband being an accountant, we kind of have a pattern where every year as the end of tax season approaches, we have seriously disconnected and I start feeling more anxious. I, I stop feeling as grounded and as, as composed. And so just the other day, one of the ways I need my bucket filled is to have like a very still, um, deep conversation with my husband. He has a very comforting, soothing voice. He's very practical and logical, and he has a real gentleness about him that just um, emanates the sense of, of kindness and security. And I had a chance to talk to him and remind him, honey, we're at that place where we're disconnecting, and I'm concerned about, you know, if we don't uh, repair this, that there could be some consequences later. And he said he had been feeling the same way. And what ended up really being beautiful about it is once again, I kind of explained to him, honey, these are the things that you do that really make me feel loved, that help me to to feel really special and important. And I happened to be watching uh, Anne of Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea, the old version. Those are my favorite. Exactly. Gilbert Blythe was so hot when I was a little girl. I know I'm with you. And it's interesting because what he ended up doing is later that night, we had this, the second half of Anne of Avonlea left where Lily, Lily and I had been watching it, you know, a little bit each night. And he purposely made sure to come downstairs and to join um, his daughter and his wife to watch this, you know, love story unfold (laughs) so that he could be present and say, I know this is important to you and I'm going to be here and I'm going to enjoy it with you, even though that is totally not something that he necessarily loves. In answer to your question, to condense that, um, it's really clear to know what feeds your bucket and to be able to express that to whoever needs to know it so that you can be served and not feel resentful. And, uh, and so that's something that my husband and I have worked out pretty well over the years. Well, and I love that. And I think one of the things that I've struggled with as a perfectionist, I shared a a post on social media about this the other day is feeling like I can't let Gerald see those parts of me that 
are less than perfect. I want to be put together for him all the time. I don't want to come across as needy. I want to, you know, fill his bucket, but you're right. It is so important, especially in a partnership um, to ask for what you need. And uh, there was a beautiful moment the other day when I was just feeling uh, drained and tired and laying down and we're in the middle of this uh, three-day challenge, but uh, our friend was uh, Tony, who was our business partner friend, was presenting, and I just texted Gerald and I said, "Can you just come upstairs and just lay down and hold me for five minutes? <laughs> like that's all I really need right now." And he was so happy to do it, and he shared with me later that when I ask for him to do things like that, it makes him feel like the hero, it makes him feel like the man, and it makes him feel needed, and he wants to show up. So, um, to make sure and ask for those things. So, thank you for sharing that, Lori. Isabel, what? What do you do to fill your bucket so you can show up as this entrepreneur, as this leader, as this influencer, as a mother, as a partner during uh, these crazy times? Uh, I, I know it's going to sound a little crazy. To I know it's it's going to be a wild thought I'm going to share with you right now. It's it's totally radical. It's never been heard of before, but it's <laughs> self care and self love. <laughs> I, I know I know totally radical, totally totally you know against the walls everything, but. Um, so I, I used to struggle with, and I still struggle with like my weight, how, how high of an opinion I hold of myself. A lot of times I'll just, you know, write it off at my mistakes that as a personal failure. Um, and, and this is just like ingrained in me for the longest time. So how I'm filling my bucket, how I'm rejuvenating myself in order to show up for other people is like, I made a mistake, but I can fix that. I don't like what I see in the mirror, but you know what? I love her for who she is. She's doing all that she can. She's trying to make the most out of everything. I don't know everything, but I'm humble enough to ask for help, ask for assistance. I'll do a face mask. I'll do yoga. (laughs) I'll I'll go for a run. I hate running, but I'll go for a run. Uh, And I do all that because I know that that's what me as an individual needs in order to feel, in order for my perspective to shift on who I am and how I want to show up, how I want to um, feel about how I am as a mother to, to my kids. Um, my, when I got married, I, I inherited, um, eight beautiful souls, uh, to, to see and experience their lives, just grow into change. Um, and I know I'm not going to be a perfect mother, but I know that if I can love myself and love what I can do for them, that I know that, they will see that they'll receive that and they will be able to feel great about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if I don't do that first though, that I can't be the person that I need to be for my kids, for who, for the people that I work around. And so that's what I do to fill my bucket and to make most out of my time so I can be there for them. I love that so much. Um, and for those of you that are just joining us, we are just wrapping up the, uh, <laughs> spotlight show here on voice America. We're using a, a, this is a legendary tribe zoom room. And our topic is connection during COVID, how to, how to really stay connected during social isolation. I have some experts joining me today, some expert entrepreneurs and mothers and, and uh, life partners, <laughs> wives. So really, um, really appreciate that. I had this moment the other day where um, it was really stressful a few weeks for me um, with moving. And uh, there's three things that caused the really a lot of stress in people's lives, moving career changes and relationship changes. And I had basically all three, I didn't really have a career change, but with doing this 21 day challenge and three day event, 
had a lot on my plate that I'd never really dealt with before. And I found myself on, on, on Friday night, um, having kind of this uh, release of emotions, I'll call it. And, uh, and, um, my face was swollen and I have this sty on my left eye. My left eye was swollen and I, I had been crying and I had snot dripping down my face. And um, I went and looked in the bathroom mirror and I'm like, I could not look any uglier right now. Like seriously, I could not look uglier. And I walked out of the bathroom and I kind of was ducking my head and I just wanted to go hide in my room. And my friend Tony walked around the corner and he said, Allison, I'd just love to witness you in this space. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't, Tony. You would not. He's like, just come sit by the fire with me. Just let me look at you right now. And I said, Tony, I don't want anybody to look at me. He said, let me just look at you and just witness you because I love you for your soul and not for your physical appearance. And so we sat there by the fire. I'm like, okay. And Tony was looking at me and it felt good to just to be loved. And then he said, well, Gerald needs to see you this way. And I said, no, I don't want Gerald to come look at me. And he said, Gerald, come over here. And so Gerald, for those of you who don't know, is my, my life partner. He came over and so that Gerald was looking at me and expressing his love to me. And he said something really impactfully. He said, Allison, it's not my love you're seeking. You have that unconditionally. He said, it's you who needs to love yourself this way. And so I took a moment and I went and looked in the mirror with my swollen eye and my messy hair, my red face. And I just said, Allison, I love you. I love this part of you too. And there was this little girl inside of me, this little part of me that just was so excited to finally be accepted and loved no matter what, no matter if I had a swollen face, no matter if my hair was messy, no matter if I wasn't perfect, no matter if I looked ugly right then. <laughs> like, and um, it was just really powerful and impactful. And I agree with what you're saying, Isabel. And I think that um, the people around us, those we have an impact or connection to, we'll, we'll see and follow that example. So thank you so much. And Julia, as we wrap up this radio show um, right now, we've only got a couple more minutes left. So if you could just take 30 minutes or so to sum up your thoughts as well. Julia Graydon is one of our leaders for the Legendary Tribes, beautiful human being. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a leader. She's an entrepreneur. So um, what are your secrets for self-care? 30 seconds or less, Julia. Yeah. So I think... You know, what we crave is pleasure and we want to get rid of pain, right? We, we seek endorphins. We want to feel good. We want to feel joyful. So it's really important to have a state change. You can only create what you want according to what level you're vibrating. If you're vibrating at a very low level, sadness, despair, fear, those are very low levels of vibration. So you need a state change. And one way to have a state change is to do declarations with emotion, to get up, and to just, I have on my phone recorded 10 minutes of affirmations, declarations of the greatness that I see in myself. And I say my name and I, and I have all these sentences that says, I am amazing. I'm an enthusiastic being of infinite light and pure love, grounded in the earth and inspired by the heavens. I am confident and charismatic, courageous and compassionate and kind and loving. And I, I listen to 10 minutes of this and it charges me up. It changes my state. And the language of the brain is movement. You've got to move your body. If you want to change and shift, you got to move your body. You got to get up, get outside, get grounded in the earth, go put your feet on the grass and just have a state change. And that's going to give yourself more love and endorphins than anything else. 
Oh, thank you so much, Julia. And I'm just pulled up my phone. I've got my, I've got my affirmations right here on my phone. I listen to mine uh, almost every day. I won't say I listen to them every day, but they definitely are wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, guests that join us today. You've been listening to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show on Voice America. Thank you, Lori Richens. If you don't know who Lori is, definitely connect with Lori Richens and Isabel Donadio. Um, uh, through Facebook. If you go to my Facebook page, uh, you can uh, connect with them. I tagged them in this post and then Julia Graydon as well. Uh, thank you so much. And the big takeaway for me today, again, is just stay connected. Make sure and fill up your bucket and connect with those people you love, even during this time of social isolation. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.